Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Uh, Marcus and I are back in town and we're chatting about a few different things. If you've been not living under a rock, you've probably seen uh, this proposal for Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk to fight in a cage match. Whether or not that happens is to be determined, but uh, Dana White, the UFC uh, president, is involved in sort of coordinating that. So we talk about that a lot. We also talk about jujitsu practitioners and sort of the ego that's involved there, as well as with other martial arts and how that sort of relates to uh, powerlifting and the bell curve of sort of entry-level powerlifting, elitism, and then sort of rational thought surrounding what powerlifting actually is. So sort of the arc of progression of the powerlifting career uh, for people who achieve a relatively high level. Um, I think it's pretty fun, pretty interesting, and uh, pretty topical. So you definitely don't want to miss that. As always, make sure you check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com. You can try any of our programs, whether it's weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, Strongman. Uh, we just released a new program, which is Eddie Hall's 500 kilo deadlift program. And that is available now. It's the program that he used to achieve the first ever 500 kilo deadlift in history. So definitely worth checking out. I think that's it. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite sometimes so maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you women rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth now onto the show. All right, we're back, baby. The We're boys. back in town. The boys are back in town. Yeah, Hybrid Unlimited is back and uh, and, and better than ever. Always. Every episode <laughs> better than ever. Um, where have you been? Man, I went... I, I tried to keep up, but I feel like uh, yeah. when you travel, it's just a whirlwind. I don't I, so, on. yeah, I just, this was like my big trip of this part of the year. I've got another one I'm planning with my dad at the end of the year. But I went. we went to a wedding in Lake Como in Italy so we stayed on the lake it was probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen that place if you guys have never been if you have the opportunity I have not I've never been to Italy it is uh, go we went to Lake Como <laughs> we were there for like four days went to one of my cousin's wedding it was beautiful it was at this like just sick hotel shout out to my cousin Dylan congrats on getting married dude I know you don't listen to this podcast but 
it was a beautiful place. There was a swimming pool from the hotel floating in the lake. What? Floating like a giant George Hotel Tremezzo. I want to show him this. This is actually pretty sick. T R E M E Z Z O. That so there's the hotel and like okay. there's all the T R E Trey. M E Z Yeah, there, there you go. go. So yeah, look at that. The that on the far left. So the pool is like a fucking oh, barge. I see. Yeah, and they have like it's crazy. That and but it's environment is the yeah pool it's a pool it's it has a nothing pool, to do but with it's that. floating in the lake oh that's really cool so we went there for a couple of days and then we flew to istanbul for like eight days istanbul's got to be your favorite place in the world you're there like all the time there in italy yeah and then i i got real i got real creative with the points airline points on this trip so i like booked all these different flights that i always wanted to do so like we went there and then we flew to abu dhabi just to fly on this airline we stayed on the beach in Abu Dhabi for a couple days and just, oh, went to the, dude, there's a Louvre there? Unreal. What do you mean a Louvre? There's a second Louvre. There's the Louvre and then there's the Abu Dhabi Louvre. Do people, are they? Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're like, oh, they're, okay. they're, I guess they're not owned by the same person. There's just like another. There's some sort of cooperation going on? Yeah, yeah. So okay. they share exhibits, but the stuff in there was crazy. There was, I saw a Da Vinci Wow. Like some Picassos and Monet's and stuff. Like there was some really, I don't know. I thought, thought it was like one of the coolest museums I've ever been Nobody to. Nobody threw uh, red paint on any things when you were there? No, they'd have their head chopped off in the Emirates. Oh, that's true. It's yeah, a very different you environment. You do not fuck around there. <laughs> I also rented a uh, Porsche for a day. Oh, First time I've ever done this in my life. Second I pulled out of the parking lot with that Porsche, I got a speeding ticket. But it's like automated, so they sent it to the rental car guy, and he sent it to me. He's like, "Brother, you have to slow down." What'd you get? It's like a hundred bucks. But it was like, what card you get? Uh, it was a Carrera for us. Oh, Nothing nice. crazy. I mean, it was like, yeah, you know, it goes, it goes. I couldn't go. There was no going. There Damn. are speeding cameras everywhere. If I would have known that, I wouldn't have done it. They put that in uh, in Canada now, like oh, in Toronto. Horrible. You gotta be careful. It's He's horrible. Get him in the mail. It's so annoying. Jesus. Yeah. So went there, came home. House is pretty much finished at this point. So I've got like a functional life again. It's pretty cool. That's nice. Where were you? Canada. I was in uh, Toronto right. for three weeks in a bit. And I had somebody uh, that was renting my condo that moved out, had to uh, go in like check it out make sure everything was good mm-hmm. for the next person because i had somebody moving in they moved in did out. he tip you he should have and if you don't guys check out entrepreneur the the <laughs> uh how do, how do you spell it it's e-n-t-r-a-p-a-n-u-r-e or something like it. it's yeah it's, it's a satirical page that Talk it's about really tipping your landlord all the time but they say you should tip your landlord i did not get a tip wow that's pretty rude but it was it was pretty funny. It was a, a guy I knew, and uh, I guess the funniest part about the whole thing was the person who ended up taking the place. They uh, they came in, and so me and V went in. We like cleaned the whole place like as quick as we could because the person who was there before moved out on the twenty seventh of May, 
and we wanted to have the place rented out June 1st. So it was a pretty quick tur- turnaround. Yeah. And so we moved out the 27th, uh, like, I think around noon, and we had a showing at 3. So we came in, did a cleanup as quick as we could, got out. Someone came in, saw the place. They are like, okay, our, uh, you know, my client, want, the real estate agent was like, my client wants to take it, but we checked behind the bed and we um, found some dust bunnies and we just would, my client would like the place to be deep cleaned. Dust bunnies? They use the term dust bunnies? That's what they said. So they go, dust bunnies, but we'd like the place to be cleaned before, professionally cleaned before we move in. So we're like, okay, yeah, that's not a big deal. So we go back. We're like, dust bunnies. We go look behind the bed. Used condom. Oh, really? Behind the bed? Yeah. Come on. So the previous person just used it and I guess chucked it there and then just forgot about it. And Wow. Uh, yeah, that happened. Wow. So we were like, at first we were That's like, such a polite way to say it. Uh, the most Canadian, well, she's from Korea, but, oh, but, <laughs> which is maybe even more polite. Right. She was probably so, just trying to be kind to you. Yeah. So we were like, oh, okay. Wow. We got to make sure this How did you spotless. dispose of the dust bunny? You had to pick I, it I up, didn't obviously. personally. No, I wasn't even there at the time. Oh, who v, did? V was the one that found it. So, she got rid of it? Yeah. I th- wow, that's I think brave. She made, she made sort of like a a Venus fly trap out of paper yeah. towels. Just the complete encapsulation of, <laughs> of the contaminant. And got rid of it. Wow. But that was something. That was something. That's very and polite of her. You it know? was. And she ended up taking the place, so it worked that's out. great. It was nice. Okay. And I met her, and she's good and works for Amazon. It's a whole thing. Oh, so nice. you got your place rented. You're a, you're a, you're a landlord. Yeah. I, kind of a two-time landlord. Just one of your properties doesn't make much money. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of the opposite. one of them just we, the one of them just, the other one. One of them just sits there and costs a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, uh, the other for one legal purposes, this good. is a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was good, and we we stayed there for a couple days, like you know. Also, train, talk about nice. the cool new car you got. Oh yeah, I got the the brand new Bronco. I love that you got rid of the Porsche for being such a pain in the ass and got a Bronco. Yeah. Well, really I think, respect that. I, I picked it up from the dealership after not having it since January. And oh, my God. It's been that long? Yeah. It was an enormous amount of time. What the fuck? And uh, I went to go pick it up. And when I dropped it off, I said, like, basically, give me the car back brand new. And they give it back to me and there was still like a bunch of stuff on the body that was messed up and I was driving and it was like the transition felt like kind of clunky it was kind of weird so I was like ah, this isn't what I asked for and also it cost me an enormous amount of money it's sitting there and getting worked on so I'm like I probably paid for this car twice over since I got it just Ugh. with the amount of yeah you know expense Wheels. That comes with. and everything you need new comes from the factory in Germany Right. So it's like you're waiting on that, and there's all this extra cost associated with that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going American. And I had been pumped about the Bronco for a while. I even actually had paid to have uh, an old-school Bronco built for me. Do you remember this? During the Mm -hmm. pandemic. And then it it was supposed to take three months. It ended up nine months in. The person was only like, like one 
18th of the way through the build and I was like you know what just give me my money back got my money back but then the new Broncos they're really cool you know they're like they're, they're cool they're, they're big, big beefy. beefy just unfuck withable cars yeah real cool and uh, so I just literally I picked it up I was super annoyed when I got the Porsche back from the dealership and I just drove straight to Ford. And I was like, <laughs> what do you guys have? And they're like, uh, you know, these are the few things that we have. And luckily, they had a, a brand new wild track, uh, bi turbo, like fully loaded Bronco. And I was just I like, it. okay, I'll take that. And it's like, <laughs> I love it. It's, and it's just. So nice because I've always loved Ford. Because my first car that I ever bought of my own was a Ford F one fifty. Yeah, that old truck of yours. Yeah, that, and that, that, dude, the hobos I had a, a gangbang in. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did a soup <laughs> kitchen in it. Um, I've told this story on the podcast Jesus. a few times, I think. But it um, it was such an awesome car. Like I never had an issue with it. You know, one thing I I like about all those. Not even just the North American brands, but like all of the brands that offer like a more basic car is that all their technology is always way up to date. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when you deal with some of the higher end cars, they're just kind of like, fuck that. Like you're going to buy the car no matter what. We don't have yeah. to be up to date. Like I think Porsche, the first Porsche models that had uh, Apple CarPlay in them were like, it was something crazy like 2020 or 2019 or something. And it's like, yeah. you know, the one, the, turbo s that i had was uh 2017 so it's like yeah you know the Porsche and, I, I... and i bought that in like 20 you know 2018 or 2019 yeah. so i was like dude you really don't have apple carplay so i'm like you know i'm in this expensive car but i'm looking at my iphone to try to get yeah. around places and it's like the new dude, ones have it but dude even the, the new one ones I rented, do yeah listen to this the one i rented in abu dhabi it was a 2022 had all the bells and whistles and somehow the the fuel gauge display on the car was wrong so it said it had 40 kilometers of fuel left in the car and it broke down and i had to get the guys to bring me gas i broke down in the middle of this driveway to the grand no the sheikh zayed mosque like the big mosque there like an asshole wow like I mean, that's probably an atypical experience, but... Sure, but it's like, it, it kind of goes with the theme, right? Like, these expensive things that cost a lot, and then they also come with all this little baggage that mm. you have to do all this shit just to maintain it, and it's like, and dude, you go into, is it worth it? And, like, you go into the dealership, you go into the Ford dealership, they go, drop off your car and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, right? right? Like, they're polite, but, you know, it's basically like, you drop off your car and, like, that's it. You go into the Porsche dealership and they're like, oh, come in here. We have complimentary espresso. Would you like a Wagyu steak? We're like, what What can yeah. we do for you? We're like, I'm Fix getting ripped car. off. Fix the car. Right? Like this is all this is all built into the cost right. of whatever's going on and then some. You know where they make the money at all these car dealers? Explicitly have told me, all of them, is at the service center. Like oh, Brayman, sure. like when I was just buying my car well, from Brayman, the new yeah, one I just yeah. got. They just straight up told me like there was shit. They, the guy was cool. He showed me the transaction detail on the car that I was buying. Yeah. They made like 800 bucks selling me this car because he's like, we don't make a lot of money selling these cars. We make money from the service center. The service center makes us millions of dollars a year. I read somewhere that the, 
on like a, a stock, like just a basic 911, like not not any of the upgrades, whatever, sure. they make like 15 grand on. And you're talking about a stock 911 is what, like $150,000? Yeah, it's not, so a it's good, like, not a great margin. So Porsche is... Their expense on making that car is one forty, and they're selling it for well, one fifty. Yeah, right. Like insane. I'm sure the, the actual Porsche manufacturer makes more than that. Like if you were the the factory, like let's say the factory the company in Germany, like. Well, I th- but you think I think you make less the farther it goes the the earlier you are down the line. They right? make. I think they make decent money on every one of them. I think they have to, but I think that the dealership get because the dealerships get incentivized through volume sale. Mm-hmm. So the the ford or whoever like whoever the, the manufacturer is they have tons of money to, to throw around based on how much you sell so if you sell 500 units in a month you get a bonus there's all these right. different incentive structures in the car industry and service is the biggest one that's where they make the most money oh it is for sure because ima- imagine all of them well imagine you so okay but this going is on every theory, car yeah so imagine you're the thing. dealership right you make 15 grand on a on a right. 911 you're gonna make way more on that servicing it down because the warranty companies will pay for the the maintenance and there's also insurance whatever it is crazy the way yeah the way they bill out for all this stuff is really nuts dude you could go in to replace like one of the little things that screw onto like the nozzle for your tire you're not leaving there without spending a thousand dollars sure there's no i would assume right it's it's unbelievable. But anyways, to the we're point, back. We're back, yeah, yeah. and we have two topics for today. This is this is going to be a <laughs> yeah a bullet point episode, and obviously the most interesting one is the the most hyped fight on planet Earth. I just read something on CNBC's Instagram, which was not bullshit looking. That they think this fight could do a billion dollars. I honestly could see that a billion like, dollars. Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg, probably never going to happen. This is so insane that it just can't be possible. Also, I love the hilarious juxtaposition of society in this scenario where they're like a bunch of billionaires trapped in a submarine. Uh, go fuck, fuck yourself. Fuck I'm billionaires. sick of billionaires. billionaires Two billionaires fighting? fighting? I'm all in, right. dude. People I'm all in. But and like, why? <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. I think it was just like a Twitter thing, wasn't it? Where they were just yeah. Well, so it was actually kind of funny. It was kind of funny Twitter, to right? see how dialed in they were. Like, because Zuck has been involved in jujitsu for like a year, right? Like he's been tra- actually training, and I don't know. Like I wouldn't put it past Elon that he's been like secretly training and stuff, and because he's the one who kind of proposed this. So it's like maybe he's been training and doing stuff and then just wants to pretend like he's not and lobbed it up like, oh, I'm the, you know, like he's kind of being like an, a shark, like a pool shark, but for MMA. But um, Zuck has been training for real and putting it out there. Right. Jiu-jitsu at least. I've seen a few like things of him str- yeah. uh, striking, like hitting pads and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Zuck kind of seems like he's in the best shape of his life, right? Like he's... But do you see how many of the MMA MMA fighters, UFC guys have come out to like support one side versus the other? Oh, yeah. Like and even Andrew Tate weighed in and he was like, fuck Facebook and all of their bullshit. I got, ba-, you know, whatever. Well, it's like, it's political. Train it's you, political. Elon Musk. Yeah, there's like because two it's... clear camps. Of this. Like John Jones wants to go train uh, Zuck. It's like the censorship so camp versus the the like free speech camp almost. Yeah. 
on the political I mean, side. He's not bad. Zuck doesn't move terrible. Like, he's not good, but no, like, but <laughs> but I mean he's he's a nerd who's you know. Yeah, I mean, but like, you think Elon Musk can move better than this? Here's the thing, based on what I've seen, absolutely not. Like Zuck is in the best shape of his life. Elon just seems to be getting chubbier, right? And richer. And richer, but however, however, I like I said, I wouldn't put it past Elon to just be secretly like, imagine he's just like a just like kung a sick fu wrestler or something, black belt or something random kung like fu. that. I think like, yeah. What if he's a judo black belt? We just don't know about it. I mean, a fucking terrifying human, the most terrifying of all of the, of the disciplines. Judo has, I think, the highest injury rate of all. They're scary arts. people. You're just chucking dudes. You've around. seen that shit. It is it's pretty intense. Catherine's coach, like guy who trains her, he was on Argentina's uh, nat, like Olympic team. He was like a he's a black belt. He's been to the Olympics for Argentina for like three or four different quads. Just the biggest, scariest person I've probably ever met. Just you go shake his hand and like you know that he's got an action plan to throw you across the room, just in a fucked up way. There's also there's nothing more emasculating than just getting thrown. A grown man. You probably don't have to worry about that, eh? With that guy, I would. Throwing. He's the only like judo black belt. You like ever he known. couldn't throw you far though. I bet he could. Far. He's black belt, man. Like Olympic level black belt. Yeah, but like, what kind of strength do you need to throw three hundred pounds? A lot. If no, I'm saying if anybody <laughs> could do it, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah, but like he could throw you in a way that's demoralizing for you as a person. Yeah. in a fight. Right. But like, there's a difference between him throwing you and him throwing like a guy who weighs his weight. Like, if he, you no, just he's not much smaller. Chuck than him. him. He's like two sixty. This guy. Oh, that's a. Oh big, yeah, no, he's boy. like. Oh wow. Big, big, big dude. Like huge. Damn. Like, like I, he came in to meet Fernando recently. You weren't here for it, mm -hmm. but they were like. Same level big, you know? Oh, do we want to touch on this, by the way? Because I was, you just reminded me of it. Huh. Have you seen the Gordon Ryan thing? He, like, <sighs> he got I sick. I find that guy insufferable. He is obnoxious. Insufferable. But the response to his, like, illness and recovery has yeah. been insane. I just don't. Of just people who don't <sighs> understand how anything works at all. Like... He was enormous. He's so annoying. He's just like, I would like him if he was posting about jujitsu. He just posts about all this. Because I, I don't know the guy in real life. So everything I, everything we see is just through the internet. And all he wants to talk about, like some people we know on mm. the internet, is political and conspiracy theory shit. Like, it makes you insufferable. It makes you somebody that no, I'm not interested. So like whatever his accomplishments are, he might be the best Nogi jujitsu guy on earth, but he's such a douche canoe on the internet that I yeah, yeah. can't, I can't. Well, you're just being a rhino, right? Getting involved in all this, like yes. sticking your, your horn in these things that, uh, your proverbial horn should stay. You know what? You're you just, good at jujitsu, man. That you just don't have any be good at business speaking about. Be good at jujitsu. Yeah. Like, what do you know about the Biden crime family? You're just as much of a conspiracy nut as Alex Jones at this point. Like, right. no one cares. Maybe, well, I, actually, it's not true. A lot of people care. To me, it's like, I would be interested in watching him. I followed him for a while, and then he got posting all this bullshit about fucking politics and conspiracy theories. Like, you're a jujitsu guy. Stick to jujitsu. You know what? Like, the... I don't see Cyborg posting about political conspiracy theories. Or Galbao. 
Yeah, right. The thing that or I Galvao. think what happens when people get a big enough following and it can be innocuous or it can be something like this is you get a big enough following you're going to get a response to anything you post right and you see this with like joe rogan who will just make like dad posts where you're like this post i love joe rogan but it's like sometimes he'll make a post that's completely lame and you're just like if this was a regular person this would have zero comments and like yeah. seven likes. But because you're Joe Rogan, people are always going to comment on these things. So it gives you a false sense of like what people want to hear from you. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, they're legitimate doctors. They're not gonna push any BS on you. They're gonna do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're gonna have the best service possible in this space. So he'll, he's being- He's being authentic. He's just being I like, think. this is dog. Or no posts yeah, of memes. But also, we don't care about your dog. And I care about his dog. I follow his dog. Come on. Marshall well, May Rogan? I think I think you <laughs> might I like following you dogs. You might be in the minority or whatever yeah. it is, right? It's like, oh, I just cooked up steak on my barbecue or I did XYZ and it's just normal guy stuff and it's like, okay, if normal guys post normal guy stuff, you're not gonna get a lot of attention. But because it's him, people people are like Right, I see you your know, point. Gonna, yeah. th- you get this feedback that's not really true to yeah. the quality of your content. Well, so you're saying so for Gordon him, Ryan, he's got a 500,000 followers. Yeah. They're going to react to his political. And then he sees, bullshit. Oh, I got, look how many likes I got. Look yeah, how many comments I got. I should it. post more of this kind of thing. And he yeah. keeps doing it. And it's like, dude, that's not really why people are following you. You're, There is a weird thing about jujitsu people, yeah. and like because they become they, enlightened suddenly. They for, they think that they're enlightened. Why? Listen, they all do mushrooms, right? I don't know. Do they? Allegedly, okay. I think a lot of them also like to roll high. Like they'll do, they'll smoke weed and oh, roll. God, that I've heard horrible. I've heard this from a lot of people that that are doing it at a high level. There are guys that don't. Obviously, I'm not sure. saying everybody. Uh, and they have this thing about it being like the most intellectual form of the martial arts where it's like, we're playing this game of chess and like whatever they, and they get a little, they get a little, there's a little bit of an ego to it. There's a little bit of a, of an intellectual ego to the sport. There's something going on and like the cultural zeitgeist about particularly jujitsu, like I don't know what it is, but like on the podcastosphere circuit of whatever is going on on the internet, there's a lot of this, like going back to this jujitsu world. I, and I think it's sick. Like, I think it's great. But when anybody gets any discipline, even powerlifting too, and I'm talking about powerlifters all the time. So we're equal opportunity, you know, don't be holier than now motherfuckers over here. Sure. When like, you know, the natty crowd goes off on this whole, like, you know, uh, elitist mentality. That's what it is, right? Like, it's an elitist mentality to their discipline. Like, we're better than you or we're the superior this or that because we do it this way. It's like, 
Are you? You sure about that? <laughs> to the meme? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. It's yeah. like... Well, but also, here's the thing calm about... Calm down, guys. About jujitsu, Like, the guys that are competing at the high level are absolutely animals. 100%. Yes. But it's one of the only martial arts, other than, like, wrestling, where you can go in there and not get punched in the face and, like, compete intensely. So I think that appeals to a lot of people. Sure. So you get a lot of guys who are like, I don't really want to fight, but like I want to challenge myself and I want to be in a combat-ish scenario that get in there and they're so invested in it that they prop it up in that way. There's, there's like, I don't know, it's probably not amongst the top guys or anywhere close because like most of them are super nice, normal, humble people. I think there's like, that new cr- the crowd that kind of just starts it's the same to in any, do any it sport. like they get yeah. this we- powerlifting it's and weightlifting too oh my god oh, yeah. the weightlifters out there that are like new to it but think that they're really good and they get this weird elitist thing going on they're like you know like this is the purest form of exercise <laughs> and strength training <laughs> And then it's like, 100%. same with the newbie powerlifters, and then the, the, all the natty powerlifters are like that too. And then you get guys like us that have been through the whole thing and like are still whatever involved. And it's like, we all think that powerlifters are the dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> not like, not every, you know, like, no, 100%. A, a chunk of it is just meathead dummies, you know? Well, that's, that's but like it's part of the reason I've always loved it, and it's also part of the reason it's so ridiculous. That's part of the evolution of it too, right? Sure. It's like you start off and you uh, idolize a group, you get oh, involved in the group, you become. There's almost... such a good meme about this, and it's like Is George. There... You ever seen this meme where it's like the bell curve, and on one side it's like the guy who looks like a moron, and the other side it looks like the guy who looks like enlightened and like super smart. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even know how to find. Is it the this. one that goes down? It's like the Winnie the Pooh one. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, but it's like a bell curve. On oh, one okay. side, it's like the the smashed head moron. <laughs> wow, look at this. He even knows. No, no. Just look at bell curve meme meme. Dank <laughs> dank meme. Yes, yes, that's it. But. <laughs> all right please guys he, george is gonna put this in the show uh <laughs> why should i care right it's just oh my okay. god it's, i've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. anything more accurate but like on yeah. powerlifting on both sides they'd be the super strong ones like <laughs> you know what you call well, that guy it's just like the guy who knows nothing yeah the guy who also knows nothing but like thinks he thinks knows they're everything. a nerd about everything and then the guy who's just like yeah, it's all kind of a joke. Yeah, that's the power. That's like the, that's the journey of the power lifter right the, there. And and like a lot of entry level elitist, so self deprecating. The elitist ones tend to be like the not super strong ones. Right. I'm sorry. Like I remember, I saw some comments. We, we people thought we were gatekeeping even on the latest post clip about strength. That one's Listen, good. I actually, you know what? Let's clear it up right now. Because here's the thing that people don't understand. They go, yeah, it's really impressive when somebody of like a super light body weight lifts a certain amount. And I go, yes, for them. Right. Right. The argument that we were trying to make is that like, imagine, let's make like a, 
like a wildly obvious sort of argument, okay? Mm. Let's say there's a full-grown man, right, of normal proportions. A 200-pound full-grown man. No, no, like, no, 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 the opposite of this. So there's a full-grown man, all right, of regular proportions, but he's three feet tall. And he has the most, the most phenomenal mixed martial arts. You said how tall? Three feet. I'm making this blatantly obvious, okay? George likes this. Okay. So he's three feet tall. He is a 10 out of 10 in every category. Jiu-jitsu, striking, everything, okay? Now, I'm going to fight that man who's three feet tall. Sure. That's not fair. I'm going to hurt that guy. You're going to hurt that guy. (laughs) And it doesn't matter how good he is at that size, right? I can respect that you're great for you with what you have. But when we're talking about in the grand scheme of humanity and what is impressive to look at, I'm not impressed by that. That is what we're, what the point of that conversation that we had with Nate was right. And it will I, forever be lost I was actually, on this crowd of, fucking... I was on the liberal side of that where I was, I was trying to give some ground and say, no, Oh, actually I think this I, is, I, you, know, not... you guys are more hardcore, Yeah, but well, look who you're talking to. I mean, right. you know, of course we're going to have that opinion, but I agree. It's like you walk into a competition there's a certain weight, regardless of weight class. And you know that it, right? Your You've been at those competitions. The 100%. crowd does not get hyped up for a 500 pound squat at a powerlifting competition. They don't even get no. that hyped up for a 600 pound. No. But when you see the guys at the end going, and and then the announcers, because the announcers, it turns into this animalistic circus, and everybody starts freaking out like, 100%. he's got 750 pounds. Everybody's going to watch that guy. Right. Every single person in the crowd stands up, and they all watch the dude at the end. Every time. I think I think the point is, and it's not to discourage anybody from training or lifting no, or any no, of those things. No, no. And listen, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people that that do the the like if you're a world record holder in the lightest weight class, that's fucking awesome. Sure. But when I watch the IWF World Championships or if I watch the yeah. IPF, I'm, the heavy I'm only turn tuning in like if it's IWF. 85 kilos plus 77 kilos plus it would be 85 kilos plus but i competed as a 77 for a while sure so i'm interested in the 77 yeah, people want to watch the but you want to see stuff. you know it's like if a, if a normal guy can walk in the gym and and do it in like a year or two then it's like okay i get it it's not absolutely impressive it is situationally impressive which still has merit and that's still great, but it's like in terms of viewership, yeah. it's like WNBA versus NBA. Are they the best of the women? Yes. Is anyone going to watch them? No. No. And that's because the men are simply better in that scenario. So we're going to watch the men. Like it's just a more impressive People with the dollars. They're still the best with of within their category. Yes. It's just you know it's just Different. not the same thing. So I yeah. just wanted to sum that up. And with that, I got to wrap. Oh, are you out? Okay. I got human things to do today. All right. All right, All right guys. Well, on the next one, we're going to do a long, long next podcast. We're going to record it next week, and we are coming at you with a whole bunch of fun shit. Don't miss the next one. Oh, baby.